RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 4, Episode 9, Gene Roddenberry Interview Transcript with Steve Reed, August 29th, 1974. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Hey, welcome back to The Trek Files. All you Trek fans, you Trek historians, you canonistas, I say that lovingly. And of course, all of our wonderful Trekophiles spelled with an F. Hey, we've got a really fun... We've got a really fun moment in history here. We're going to be talking about in the middle of big fat nothing as as it pertains to Star Trek. I mean, the animated series was about to uh, was about to to complete its second season. Other than that, Gene Roddenberry is right smack in the middle of trying to figure out what he's doing in life, much less what's happening with Star Trek. We have an interview transcript from that great and glorious decade of the '70s when everything was in flux regarding Gene. And Star Trek. So look, um, find our document, as always, right there on our Facebook page, The Trek Files. Read along with the full interview transcript. But meanwhile, you can take a listen here, and then I'll be right back with this week's guest. Yes, well, that was a... Well, a few weeks ago, Mr. Gibbons said it was only rumored. He said another rumor he had heard, this was before the actual letter, that he said before another rumor that he had heard that you had asked the lady who played the part of T'Pring in the episode of Muck Time to stay available for a possible feature role in a Star Trek movie. Is there any truth to this? Like I said, this is only a rumor. Ah, oh, yes, Trekophiles. Why Why am I reminded of Tyree in Private Little War? But this is only a legend. <laughs> um, I love this interview. This is a transcript. Steve Reed, wherever you are, Pulse Magazine of Atlanta, whoever, wherever, whatever you were. We, we can't find any. Uh, maybe someone in Atlanta can help us out here. Um, but it's such a wonderful interview for several reasons, because we've obviously not got the cream of the crop of Atlanta journalism here. We've got a fanboy who's probably wanting to be an up-and-coming journalist doing the quintessential, Oh, I get to interview Gene Roddenberry in the throes of early fandom in 1974. Uh, John Champion, friend of the show. Hey. You know him from Mission Log, Mission Log Live. Speaking uh, of fanboys. Speaking of fanboys, <laughs> John, this this one is just too good to resist. Isn't it, it is. It's so, uh, you know, uh, for as many business documents as we have, for as many memos and production, it's so nice to see all of these documents that have a real personality to them. And, and this is one of those documents that's just, it's fun, it's sweet, it's short. For this to be an interview for a magazine, it's three pages. You Steve, know, kinda, just over Steve Reed kind of leaps off the page, doesn't he? He does, he does. And and look, uh, this is not to besmirch uh, Steve then or who Steve might have become. Uh, there's definitely an art to doing an interview, um, and only a handful of people are really great at it. But one of the things about an interview is you, well, you listen to the answer, you give the answer time, and then you form your next question based on that answer. Steve is jumping all over the place because he's got Gene Roddenberry on the phone. He's got Gene Roddenberry on the phone. Yeah. 
I, I'm just wondering if partway through this conversation, Gene is wondering, who hooked me up with this guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, as you so often like to point out, um, there's this nice period here during the early fandom of Star Trek and, and during Gene's life, because, of course, we lost him in 91, mm-hmm. pre-internet, pre-Googling everything, pre-texting and Facebooking everything, where... If you want to find something out, you, you kind of just have to jump into it. So if you're if you're a Steve Reed, you've got to go to the source to get the right. interview. You've got to go track down Gene Roddenberry. And if you're Gene Roddenberry or somebody from Gene's office, you can't just Google Pulse magazine and go, hmm, is this worth my time or not? Um, so you just sort of do the interview. And and look, it's August. I, I'm I. First thought that maybe Steve had provided this inter- this transcript, but then I'm mm-hmm. thinking, no, I don't think Steve Reed, with this <laughs> with this detailed transcription, is going to be yeah. the one putting in all the ums and ahs and pauses right. and stumble around. So right. maybe he sent a tape and someone, you know, someone in the office did it for Gene, but whatever. It's August 29, nineteen seventy four. It's it's in the sweet spot, and they talk about this. Yeah. You you get the idea where, and it's a wonderful. You know what's on Gene's mind right at oh, the yeah. moment. He's very honest with the poor guy, especially after he realizes what's going on here. <laughs> but it's right in that place where Star Trek has become a huge cultural shifting, monumental tidal wave tsunami of change in pop culture that is known by about one one millionth percent yeah. of the world, and yeah. the rest of the world has not the they don't media, know. Uh, people who would stand to make money on it, people yeah. who would promote it. No one knows this yet except the people in the core of the of the tsunami, basically. Well, and the people in that core are the ones who are getting the letters, like we've covered before right. on the Trek files. They're the ones who are getting the letters on that Star Trek stationery that rightfully so, Gene or whoever's writing it are, are just saying... Hey, we have high hopes for Star Trek. We're we're in the throes of making the animated series now. Maybe one day this will be a feature. Um, we'll keep you posted. And they and they again, Gene is torn between the conventional wisdom is you gave it a good shot. It's a dead show. No one hangs around with dead shows. They stink, just like dead fish, <laughs> right, right? Right. Like, what's the point, baby? Move on to your other projects. And the sneaking suspicion that. There's something just a little bit different about this one. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm not going to say that this is going to be the thing that shakes up everything we know about media and pop culture. Right. (laughs) Not quite ready to say that yet, but there's something about it. So it's 74, this tiny population who is as excitable as Steve Reed, who can claim that he's writing for Pulse. Who knows? It might have been like typed out on Mimeo. Who knows at this point what you're calling? It's the early seventies. How did how did Rolling Stone start out? Right, right. And and we do know that this has nothing to do. Just as a disclaimer here, with uh, Pulse magazine in Atlanta, which is apparently for nursing. Yeah, there's the Atlanta Journal Constitution today publishes uh, a magazine called Pulse, which is aimed at nurses. So that that's one thing that is not this. There was, at, at the very least, we know about a Pulse magazine that existed in the early 80s, but that one was volume one in 1984. Right. So that's not this from 1974. What's cool, he's right in the middle of uh, season one, season two of the animated series. Right. And he kind of cuts off Gene, <laughs> which I find very funny. We say, oh, how are things 
going with the animated series. And Gene starts saying, like, well, we're about to start season. Oh, what are you doing? What's happening? What are you? Uh, well, let me finish. I'm a consultant. <laughs> I love it. I love it he, so much. He figures out really quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and there's a time-honored tradition. Everybody... Every fanboy, every fangirl starts somewhere. You're, and he could, he could be, I, I, you know, Steve. My Steve, if you're out there, yeah. if you've gone on to an illustrious journalism career, or if you became a plumber, well, later, whatever, or Please. a school teacher, get in touch with us, whatever you are. Yeah. But it's honestly, you were earnest here. But it's mm-hmm. clearly that his fan passion is driving this. Oh, yeah. He's found an outlet to be able to interview Eugene Roddenberry mm-hmm. at a time when that's not a big deal to 99% of the world. Right. So Gene's actually at a place where he might take this. I'm thinking he still feels a little <laughs> let on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Gene, I have Steve Reed from Pulse Magazine Atlanta online for you. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it only lasts, uh, what, five, ten minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, you can tell that he's not the most prepared journalist. The lady who played to pre... I mean, even pre-internet... I think we had TV guides in the library. Well, you could hop over to the making of Star Trek and just flip exactly. through a box and go, oh, look, there's... What kind of a fa- you know, I would almost say, hey, Mr. Fanboy, where's your cred here? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. didn't know Arlene Martell in 1974? Come on. Yeah. So, and, and there's another funny thing in here that was a little bit of a tip-off pretty early in the interview, um, because he's trying to pin down this rumor, like, are you making a movie mm-hmm. or not? Maybe I can get the scoop because it's just rumors right now, and you haven't said anything in these letters, but maybe I can be the one to get a definitive answer that you're making a movie or not. And look, let's face it, in Hollywood, even if you signed a contract, that doesn't necessarily mean that the movie's getting made. Exactly. You believe it when you see it on screen. That That is the time to believe that it is actually done. But he jumps around a lot and he, he brings up this question that I you, think... Wait, wait, wait. What? Just because you signed a contract doesn't mean the movie's done? I know, done. it's shocking. You read right? ahead on the Star Trek <laughs> script in the 70s, didn't you? I know, right? Right. So, uh, But there's this one thing here that, to me, because it's a kind of thing that I, if I were 14 years old writing for a magazine, I would be very concerned about. First of all, is the actress playing T'Pring coming back? And then... Are you using any stock footage from the Star Trek TV series? Will we see the Enterprise? Are you going to use that? It's like, it's so specific that it's hilarious. <laughs> because well, I can't who tell would if care? Who would care? <laughs> right. is, he yeah. care is he, is he going to go off on a limb that, oh, good, it's going to be the exact, you're not changing anything, yay. Or is he saying, yeah. oh, surely you can do better than the, t-. and Gene gets into that. Sure. He's saying, yeah, well, says, no, I, it's all about the budget, and yeah. I'm like a million and a half at yeah. least. Is that what you want? Well, I'm going to hold out for two. <laughs> Nineteen seventy four dollars, but yeah. which is which is where the other thing that's funny here, also among several layers, mm-hmm. this is from August of seventy four, and even as you know, enthusiastically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, inept on his detailed uh, setups here as yes. Steve is, he's saying. Do you have a contract? Are you writing a contract? Well, are you close to it? Well, who can predict? And he's... Right. No matter where the kid's coming from, the guy. I shouldn't... Yeah. Should, he might be 16. Yeah. He might be you know, 21. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But wherever he's coming from, Gene still knows he has... He can't... He can't... He can't, you know, just yeah. come up with something. And he's trying to be honest. Yeah. But what's hysterical is this is August 74. Uh, he says, oh, I think we will get... We haven't got it yet. We ha- he's trying to, you know, tamp him down. To some specifics. We haven't got it yet. But then Gene says, offers. Yes. Well, I think it'll be about another month, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, the history shows <laughs> yeah. uh, that they finally did their sign their final development deal in May of 75. 
okay. which is itself is a story. Sure. So, the, so we signed a contract. So then, boom, the movie's done. It's ready to go. They come out with a movie. Oh, no, they don't. Uh, John, could I direct you to some past episodes of The Trek Files? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much less the uh, history of pop culture in the last 40 years. Right. Yes, the 70s were an interesting decade for Star Trek. But I think it's laughable. Even when Gene doesn't try to hedge in him and Hall, he yeah. volunteers. That I think I think we'll get this signed within a month. Yeah. Uh, which would be September. Well, it's another six, seven, eight months until yeah. it finally happens. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that in some succeeding episodes. But that was that was a little interesting tidbit there. He felt secure enough in telling this reporter sure. uh, yeah. that they were close to a deal, and that didn't happen. But, yeah, just the segment we highlighted, but all of his – well, I heard a rumor – because you, you, you think he's after a scoop here? What's he going to do with – here's my thing. Yeah. Okay, he has Pulse magazine. Right, right. But I almost think his biggest scoop is to turn around and run back and go back to his club. I think Or his so club too. newsletter. I absolutely Or get back so. to somebody he knows that writes for a piece of the action for the Well Committee mm-hmm. or for the STAR-based national newsletter or whatever it is. Right, right. How fast can he tell five people and get this into all their club zines with him as the credited person yeah. and start the – because that's the way things moved. Yeah. That was the propagation. Yeah. Nobody's, no, I, I, nobody's I think, tweeting. I no. think you're a hundred percent right. It, it's that uh, again from Lincoln Enterprises. Uh, a letter comes out. It goes to all the fan clubs. It's just vague enough to say, "Hey, you like Star Trek? We like Star Trek. Wouldn't it be great to have more?" Meanwhile, there's the animated series. I'd love to write a feature film. Can't say anything about that because there's nothing to report. And sure enough, you get that into enough hands, and enough rumors get spread, and enough misinterpretation. And leave it to any number of industrious people who say, ooh, maybe I can just call Gene and get an answer. Propelled by the hopes and prayers of a fandom, you know, uh, whose boy, even though they they tend to criticize it at times or were disappointed, buoyed by the news of the animated series. Of course. Buoyed by the fact that this convention in New York was covered in TV Guide. Right. And they're not making fun of it completely. Yes. I mean, you know, things are happening. And the biggest thing is... Things are happening that have never, ever happened before in media. Yes. You know, for a dead little TV show, things are happening. Again, Gene, the conventional wisdom would be leave this behind and move on with your fresh projects. But something is going on. Something's in the water, and he doesn't quite know how to handle it, but he wants to be smart about it. Yeah. And meanwhile, the fans who are out there who don't care, all they want is more damn Star Trek, damn it. Something that I love here is a little bit of pushback. So Gene is just (laughs) saying, look, uh, there's negotiations, and that's really where we are, negotiating a budget. And then Steve comes back and he says, well, yeah, about this letter, uh, our so-called letter, I mean, I prefer to, you know, to believe Helen Young because I've met her and she's a very charming lady. So I'm just assuming a letter of some sort was sent, although she might have misread it, as you say. Would you consider this $1.5 million budget that was mentioned, would you consider that adequate for doing a Star Trek movie? It's funny that it's, it's less about the budget at that point, that it is just like, well, sure, you've said this thing, but I've heard from Helen. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, okay, we're, we're just feeding the rumors here again and uh, not really getting to the core of, uh, yeah. Spinning, spinning. And I should yeah. say, Helen Young, uh, that's mm-hmm. a name that popped up that I knew. I, don't, I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. She was in Houston. She was actually the, the creator, founder of the Star Trek Well Committee. Right. Which was... Assumed by many other people, and most famously, long uh, served by Helen Mayuski. I'm sorry, Shirley Mayuski. 
Um, but Star Trek Well Committee was a lot of times I say Star Trek invented the internet before the internet was there. The, st- the stamps and papers internet for Star Trek was the Well Committee. Yes. It's where people wrote to get information, dealers, fan clubs, um, the news going on, doing techie, how to organize your convention or your club or your news. I mean, the, the hub of information in those days, pre-social media, pre-internet, was the Well Committee and Helen Young you know bore that and and again another concept that didn't exist star trek the passion and demand for star trek drove so many things before they were you know before cell phones and social media and tweeting and one of those things um, you know fanzines came out of that conventions that were not sci-fi but were media ba- you know specific franchise based and and the well committee which grew into now everybody just like Bejo's Concordance, well, everybody has a wiki now, yeah, right, right. Yeah. But the Concordance begat my books, begat uh, Memory Alpha, sure, okay, yeah, over the years, and um, so yeah, so he's in contact with Helen Young, so she was definitely. A, <laughs> we used to say a BNF, a BNF was uh-huh. a big name fan. Oh yeah, okay. So she's obviously a person of note, and he's name dropping her here. Yeah, but he, he's uh, uh, Tom Snyder in the Tomorrow Show here. Well, I, I do love how he jumps around from topic to topic, <laughs> yes, and he talks about that. And it was like, it was disappointing you didn't talk more about Star Trek. He says, "Well, yeah, I'm there with Ray Bradbury and Harlan Ellison. We're going to talk about other things too." It's Ray Bradbury, for God's sake. <laughs> so, but that wasn't quite good enough for Steve. Um, oh, th- this is... He's, and he's talking about, you know, he's asking about the situation with Planet... You know, uh, uh, the PAX movies. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, Genesis yeah. 2 into Planet Earth. Yep. He tells him about Quester and yeah. about how they had... You know, it's it's dead in the water here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, good information here. It's just you can tell that there's a lack of formality. And again, even if this was a legit, even if this is somebody from, say, TV Guide or Variety or Hollywood Reporter, um, they would know that there really isn't that much to say, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it really contextualizes this interview to understand <laughs> where they're coming from uh, and, and why. Yeah, yeah. Steve, I hope, I hope if you did go on with the journalism career, you'll find out that ellipses are not always your friend. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> in an in an exact uh, in an exact interview. No, it's um, it's just a fun little snapshot. And uh, again, see what happens when a fan can straddle the mainstream world and let the passion get ahead of where they are. Um, but kudos on Gene for giving him the time today. Yeah, look, I, I just want to repeat here at the end that uh, as we said before, sometimes when you come across these fun, funny documents. It's not about making fun. It's about having fun with mm-hmm. these because, honestly, we see ourselves in these documents. There's an excitement here that is really charming, really palatable, and uh, good on you, Steve, for landing this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and Gene being smart enough to say, thanks very much for your interest. Yes. And the fans, if you do talk to them, if, tell them I'm deeply appreciative. You know, he's he's yeah. always uh, dotting the I and crossing the T there. Whatever. Certainly. Yeah. John, thanks for jumping in and... and uh, Having fun with a fun little piece. Thank you. I love this one. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All of our documents and your chance to comment are right there on Facebook, available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Hey, for more great podcasts, check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at LarryNimacek.com. Trek well, everybody.
podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.